MSU athletes didn't owe us this weekend. Our Big Ten rivals didn't owe us their plane banners, neon wristbands, and hair ribbons. But to all of them, go green. You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined by... I guess we're going with the original intros from Monday night. The only living person <laughs> in East Lansing with compassion for Chris Holtman, Kevin Greck, and the dude ready to dox <laughs> Kelly Pfeiffer, Alex Plum. Pfeiffer. Well done, Pfeiffer. you. Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer. That, that is, oh. folks, that is a uh, a time capsule into a uh, a more innocent time, I guess. Uh, oh. uh, yes. I, mean, I, how, I think we... we pr- we promised we were going to do this, but like, how are you guys both doing today? We've we've gotten a game. We've had some time away. How are you both doing? Good, better, better, definitely better. Still on that healing track. Uh, the game didn't help. <laughs> it didn't help. Did not help. But uh, we're here, so that's great. And I'm wearing a robe. That's most important. <laughs> that's that's where our healing comes from. That's right. Um, that's good. I uh, I don't know if I talked about this on our special episode, but I did a walk on campus uh, earlier this week, and it was eerie. Mm-hmm. It was empty. It felt like peak COVID. We did our mm-hmm. normal little uh, little circuit that we do for our campus walks, and it was strange. Um, and today was entirely different. The entire state of Michigan showed out on campus. You know, Jonesy, you had that concern that campus would feel like not, you know, like significantly different and bleak. And that was not the case at all. There were thousands of uh, uh, volunteers on hand. And I'm not exaggerating. It was thousands of volunteers on hand to give out thousands in supplies to students returning to campus today. And it felt full of life and very full Mm. of joy and support and uh moms insisted on hugging me several times and yeah i was like i'm not what you had in mind and they were like ah equal opportunity hugs because this is apparently from the simpsons was there yeah that's good I didn't mask up. I didn't mask up. But uh, literally every corgi in the state was there. One person walking around with a corgi in a backpack. And I got to see people lose their damn minds when they saw a corgi in a backpack. So, uh, Jonesy, your concerns about campus and feeling of community and those things. I mean, it's just one day. It one day doesn't fix what happened, but right. um, it was an overwhelming uh, gesture of support from the whole wider community, and one that I was most appreciative of. Uh, well, I think that's what I wanted, right? Is I, I I felt like knowing me, right? Like I think if it was something, for, uh, you know, I thought of the spring game as an opportunity, like that'd be you know that'd be a great reason to get alumni back and and whatnot, but. I knew that I couldn't be alone as someone who wanted something to travel for. And this, you know, unfortunately wasn't it for me, but that, that like, uh, I knew other people would, would do it. And I wanted Michigan state to give that opportunity because I, I know as we talked about on Thursday night, right. About how much we all care about that place and want that sort of, 
even though each person's experience is unique in their own, that sort of sacred tradition to, to, to hopefully be able to continue to be passed along um, or mm-hmm. lived even by those students, even if things have been irrevocably changed. Um, and so, yeah, the, I mean, I just saw the pictures, but uh, it, it tr- like warmed my heart through and through that, it, you know, whether it makes a difference, right. Cause you, as you said, it's a day, but like it, it, it meant something I think that, that folks turned out to do that and, but it's admire it's not a f- yeah we it's not a we first shout out impression Meyer. oh yeah i have a lot of meyer bags now they sent like sixty thousand reusable meyer bags and at the end of the day they're just like take a take a pallet please um, <laughs> but uh i mean it's not it's it's one day and yeah, right it, right 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 that's great we're gonna continue on but it was like the students are coming back to campus but they're coming back with support they're not coming back alone. And yep. th- I think that message came through loud and clear. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think I just saw in the state news too, that regarding returning classes, it does sound like professors are being flexible. Uh, yeah. Um, cause I, I, I had a, a worry that the, uh, the difference between a CEO insisting on a return to work and a professor who Greg pointed out, <laughs> that publishes their own book and makes you buy that book with slight modifications every year. Those are very similar personality types. (laughs) Uh, And so, you know, I I worry that the university's deference to professors was maybe misguided um, because what's healing and appropriate for one person isn't necessarily so for the other. And you would, you know, anyway, Um, but it is encouraging to see that you're getting a lot of uh, flexibility from professors. I, before we move on, um, of course, usual spiel. We we want to thank everyone for listening. I want to double down on that though, uh, because uh, this past Thursday was a unique episode for us, to say the least, and a, obviously a unique time. Um, the the number of folks who reached out um, to say some nice thing about what we did is uh, is very kind, but I think it's more meaningful in that uh, we've got a a weird little community that's been built together, not the three of us, but like all of us together. And, um, we, we, we wanted to do that because we love you all. I don't know that we do a good enough job always of saying thank you for listening to the show. And, but more importantly, engaging with our show. Um, even people liking the tweet for the show was like sincerely appreciated that it somehow meant something to you. So I just, uh, I wanted to double down on the thank yous uh, on behalf of the three of us for for that because the kind words and the gestures that it it helped reaffirm the community here. So, um, yeah, that's well and, said. Uh, what are we going to talk about this week? It's yeah, I think we're uh, going to transition back um, to normal. But Kelly Pfeiffer, what do you got for us? Let us know. God, I don't even remember. <laughs> Uh, oh, I do remember the Ohio State game. What was the foul differential? Remember? Does anyone remember? Well, let's just say this. To folks who aren't, who are listening for the first time, uh, first, sorry, and also thank you. <laughs> Glad you're here. Um, uh, this podcast always begins behind the green ball, where in normal times, football leads, but these are not normal times. And so, uh, basketball. And we will be talking about uh, with no real objective uh, historical analysis, the Maryland and Ohio State games before we're uh, immediately 
moving into Michigan and what happened there. We might even have an update from football. Uh, then this podcast heads off Grand River, where we talk about uh, information from around the Big Ten and college sports in general uh, and other political meanderings and musings that these podcast hosts feel like delving into. We'll preview upcoming games. Uh, and then we jump into your Twitter questions. And that's really why people, I mean, they get annoyed when I say that, but we know why you listen. So that's that's us. And and if this is indeed your first episode, um, Plum is in the habit of making us talk about the officials for every single game. So um, I'm a recovering. If that appeals to you, stay tuned. Stay tuned. But if you're well adjusted, probably Mm -hmm. (laughs) happen along to another podcast. Please go on. Just go on. Yep. And we're, (laughs) and again, again, sorry. We're sorry. It's good to have you for today. But uh, yes. Yeah. He does this every time. So let me go ahead. Let me just say this: Michigan box score and look at yeah. (laughs) Please never tell me to dive into any box, Michael. It's offensive and inappropriate, (laughs) and I won't be instructed by you on what to do. All I'm going to say about Kelly Pfeiffer is, dude was inventing fouls in that Ohio State game because he realized that we were sub five minutes left in the game, and neither team, particularly Michigan State, was in the bonus yet. And I hate that. There, there were all of a sudden fouls that hadn't been fouls the entire game became fouls. And that's just not cool. I hate it. So, um, fuck Kelly and most of the Big Ten referees who everyone in the whole conference agrees are shit, which generally means they're doing a good job. So I do recognize both truths simultaneously, but we all objectively saw that. Fuck it. Well... Um, I wasn't planning on us uh, spending too much time on Maryland or OSU, mostly because neither of us, re- none of us remembered, and obviously more important things had happened in the interim. But I did leave them on there as a reminder, as we're about ready to talk about a Michigan loss, that in all likelihood, that that what's what's sort of being forgotten because it feels like life and time reset on Monday night. That mm-hmm. we had won two games in a row, yeah. would have played Minnesota, which you never say something is a win, but like it was a win, right? And so, you know, you're entering this Michigan game, irrespective of winning or losing, with a three game winning streak. Um, yeah. I, I, I can't help but imagine that the Michigan game is played entirely different with a different energy and focus if they'd been on that role and hadn't had an interruption in process and, and, you know, inflicted trauma and all those other things. But like, um, that's not really important because it is what happened happened. And, um, you know, and then we played a game, uh, and it, and like at the end of the day, it's a game. So, um, I think through that lens, Greg, you had some great notes about Ohio state though. Your first bullet point is a plus, uh, care to share the first bullet class? point, uh, dear listeners, is that it would appear from me watching the game that Ohio State has a bit of a humiliation kink, and they wanted it <laughs> bad. <laughs> they were just like, "Come on, stomp on me!" And we were like, "Oh, I don't know. Oh, it seems so naughty." And uh, they were like, "Please stomp on me." And uh, we did eventually get around to it, but um, really had to be goaded into it. Yeah, it took almost the 40 full minutes for us to be open to it. 
Yeah. I don't <laughs> think there's anyone out there that's a Chris Holtman uh, stan at the moment. I, I think they're all gone now. Um, oh. Maybe Dean Smith was the only one. Um, I, my question after that game was, is this really a very good three-point defensive team? Or was Ohio State just truly awful? They were truly awful. Yeah. Because they were missing wide open threes. I mean, uh, they were scuttling our defense. And we, I mean, we were constantly getting picked off and out of position late to the guy. And they were just boners. I mean, it was unwhiled. I mean, because we were texting each other in real time. Like, they had free layups and they couldn't hit those. They couldn't hit them. And we were, we were literally texting each other, you guys, and saying, you guys, this isn't fair. Like, please, hasn't, haven't they had enough? Like, help just, them. Just help them. Help them. Um, but the three-point defense kind of held over for the Michigan game, if, if I want to bridge over to that. I mean, they only yeah. shot 34%, which is okay. I mean, that's actually yeah, that's, pretty, that's pretty it's okay. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, Jonesy... Walk us through that Michigan game, like the game itself. We can talk about the other stuff around the game if you want, but just to focus on the game for a moment. Yeah, I mean, I uh, it is a uh, poopy road loss against a team that is not very good, um, but has some talent in spaces that we don't and had some role players have a big game like. I think that generally speaking, Michigan State uh, followed its scouting report. You know, I, I it'd be you'd have a hard time not telling me, or t- you'd have a hard time convincing me that the energy, that the mental energy was there for that game, um, and that showed up in places like uh, defensive rebounding. Um, it showed up on our defensive efficiency numbers, but you know. Uh, we, I, I think the team, generally speaking, played to the scouting report. They made buckets. They led for most of the game. Uh, you know, not it, it, by by minutes. I guess is a better way of saying it. Um, and then, you know, the only person that kept them in the game for the first half was Doug McDaniel, who scored a full zero points at the Breslin, uh, and I think had thirteen or fifteen in the first half. And, and like, you know, maybe, maybe having some perspective, um, on life is paying off here, but shit happens. Yeah. Uh, especially on the road in the big Ten. Yeah. We got beat. We're better than Michigan by a lot. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not getting that twisted. Um, Michigan is a bad team, but. Um, you know, it, Terrace Reed for Michigan had a hell of a game, particularly down the stretch. Um, and Michigan made some sort of dagger shots at the end to just pull away. Kobe Bufkin made a shot that like, yeah, what? (laughs) Like, I I mean, it was at the end of the clock too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe travel definitely was mid bobble of the ball and then just heaved it up over a, you know, a contest and like, Okay. I mean, like, I don't, what do you do? You you could make the complaint that we should have been up more. We should have rebounded better. And that's all fine. 
Um, if you want to critique Tom Izzo, I think you could critique him for maybe even saying that we should have played this game. You could critique him for his decision to double team Hunter Dickinson because that leaves dudes open. We doubled pretty aggressively and, and pretty effectively against Hunter. But what that did was it let other guys start shooting and yeah. and that, that was effective. Um, I'm looking at Doug McDaniel's game box plus minus for the entire season. There are two other games where he's even close to the plus minus that he had in his time in this game. Most of the time he's under zero. So um, mm-hmm. these things happen on the road in the big time. That, and, and so, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think that there's a lot of um, value in picking apart deficiencies of players that like you're, you're beating a dead horse, so to speak. Mm. Like did Mati Sissoko get out rebounded in this game? Yeah. But so did yeah. Joey Hauser. Sure. Like, okay. And you know, and Hauser has been a much better rebounder this year. Like, so for all the flack that Mati Sissoko is getting, Terrace Reed kicked the shit out of Joey Hauser. I care less about Mati Sissoko losing it to Hunter Dickinson than I do about, Joey Hauser, like, but, and either way though, I'm not particularly mad at either of those kids. Like, yeah. Again, they didn't have to play this game. Mm-hmm. Like it, it would have been completely reasonable if athletics had been canceled this week. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I have a hard time. Like one of their first practices wasn't even on campus. Right. Like <laughs> I, you know, we, we've seen that Izzo uh, in the pat, like, you know, the COVID year that, the wheels can kind of go off when things get operationally bumped for him. Hmm. Um, like I think one of his strong suits is his systematic approach to things. And when that gets bumped, I don't know that he's great responding to it. Um, and I, you know, I just, I don't know. I, I don't have a lot to say. Like I'm not, I don't leave this game. I leave this game mildly more concerned about making the tournament in the sense that um this was a winnable road game and you would have liked to have had it. Yeah. But if you win the two remaining home games and you beat Nebraska, you're in like, and then if we really need to reschedule the Minnesota game, we can do that. And then even if you don't do those things, you've got the big 10 tournament. Like I just, we need four more wins. I'm not worried. And from the people that have sat and looked at the schedule, it does look like the Minnesota game. It's certainly winnable, but it does look like it could be tough to fit in unfortunately oh it looks very difficult i was saying this to jones it's uh we are playing on opposite nights of each other there's no way to fit the minnesota game in without either of us having to play a back-to-back game and i know there was some scuttle around potentially moving the ohio state game to a sunday to try to fit something in but it's still toy like toyga so i don't i don't i don't really shouldn't have done that Um, that word was not good for anyone was it uh well we're stuck with it <clears throat> i'll just say that's the title of the episode we're stuck with it yeah 100 that's actually the title <laughs> write it down now jones i co-signed everything you said and <laughs> yes anding i'm yes, yes anding and we still should have won that game what did Izzo say i asked for 40 minutes of focus and hard work and i got 38 but you know the thing is i'll push uh, the I would just push back on that. Like I, okay. you know, I he's being. I think Tom Izzo's being 
No, no, no. that is what Izzo said. I, I think that's an easy narrative to because it did the wheels fell off at the end. Yeah, yeah. but like I don't think you get shellac. This this has not been a bad rebounding team, but I mean, with with some notable exceptions, but generally speaking, has been a halfway decent rebounding team on the defensive glass, and they sucked tonight. Yeah, yeah. and that's an that's an energy thing, right? Like that's a mm-hmm. you know I just but. Uh, You know, I don't know how much of that is related to the doubles. I, you know, it's just, I I don't know. I, I, the, the defensive efficiency numbers for this game are pretty bad. I think they're Michigan State's second worst of the season, which Mm -hmm. again tells me that he didn't actually get 38 good minutes. He got 38 good minutes of making shots. That's what he Mm -hmm. got. And in the last few minutes, they couldn't buy a bucket. But we are better than this Michigan team by a wide margin. Well, but that, but see, but this is the tournament. And, and listen, and I, by the way, love, I mean, I wish it hadn't happened on this night, but I love that Michigan has their best fucking game of the season against us. I mean, it proves, I think, the lie to this whole idea that we're not their rival, um, which I know is beneath us to even get into that conversation. But I just had to point it out because it does bother me from time to time. Uh, so good for them. They had a fucking great night. I mean, this literally was their best game of the season. There's just in terms of accuracy, in terms of continuity, in terms of play against a team that they, all, that all of the like spirits in the world were divining against them, and they still won. And and handedly by twelve. Fuck me. So good for them. Hat tip. And that I think that for me is the hardest part about it. I know that that that's what those last couple minutes are. But Christ, twelve against this Michigan team. Fuck me. Well, it- I think related to that point, because Graham wrote, uh, Graham Couch of the Light State Journal, um, dearest friend of the pod, uh, I thought uh, cleverly was like, I feel bad I'm going to write this, but honestly, they played well enough that maybe they deserve to have this written. Like, they weren't weren't a dumpster fire, right? Like, they weren't a dumpster fire. Um, Against all, all evidence to the contrary, this complete lack of discipline on the team. I know that it's early and maybe we should, we should be living in this like uh, afterglow of warm sentimentality, but like Christ fuck. I, that, just, I, I mean, don't know. How, was Hunter wearing a ski that. mask before this game or did he like, did he, was he carrying a gun? Like, I don't know if that like, he just like really was reading the room or like someone was able to like say to him, Hey buddy, <laughs> maybe, maybe be cool today. Maybe don't, um, <laughs> maybe don't. I uh, I also wanted to sort of talk to about narratives and and because I'll admit for the two hours the game was it was it was nice to watch a game but like the there was this idea that you know that uh, that had sort of been baked into I mean I'm sure you can go back to Greek stories on that you know of a champion right um mm-hmm. vanquishing vanquishing sort of spiritual demons in, a, in in times of of crisis and and we've seen iterations of this told throughout time and so there was this idea that like they needed to win one for the community uh, first of all they didn't second <laughs> like let's say they had no one's actually feels better about what happened. And, and to suggest right. that that was possible, mm. I think is kind of borderline offensive. 
like people died. Yeah, and yeah. so we, we, there was this whole baked in thing about the narrative of the game. And I just, I, I wanted to kind of talk about how that, that really started to bug me going in the idea of it. Tom Izzo talked about it being a distraction. I think that's right. That for a moment you can find your mind somewhere else other than sadness mm -hmm. and turmoil. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But there was a lot of other talk, you know, you know, you know, the articles that would have been written if they had won that game. Right. And I, and like, I just, I found that a little irksome uh, going yep. into this. Um, the last thing I'll say is Gus Johnson continues to be an absolute clown. Help um, him. When uh, uh, MSU Shadows was played, introing it, he called it our fight song, which, <laughs> my God, Gus, like, I don't think anyone would get out of bed for if that was their fight song. Like, that is the most sad fight song that could ever be imagined. Uh, there is no rah-rah to Shadows. Uh, even if I am a convert to it, you can't tell me that that gets you up for a game. Um. It does. <laughs> sorry. Uh, I started I've sorry been talking a lot of actually uh, to get myself in. Greg, do you, do you do you want to say anything, Greg? No, no, I'm good. I think we covered it. Um okay. I wasn't that I wasn't I also maybe I'm maybe I'm a wuss, but I was not that bothered by the loss, honestly. I just I can't get myself to be upset about it right now. It would have been a nice one. So vanilla. Yeah. Yep. Just it's good for a, you. a vanilla soylent. Uh, mm, it is, yeah. It's uh, a vanilla without any of the flavor. I, I mean, I, I do think it's flavor. You know, I don't know. I don't know when the sort of. At some point in time, the, the, pan, the conversation will shift back to sports again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you get more a couple more losses, the panic button starts to get hit about the tournament and irrespective of, of people's sure. grief status, sure. like that conversation starts to happen. Yeah. Um, and I don't, well, I don't know. We're not in the is. previews, but we can start having that conversation. If there's like a home loss to Indiana and a road loss to Iowa, then we right. can start having that, that talk. Yeah. 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 Uh, but today is not that day. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Well, then, gentlemen, we should talk about the old Irish. The old Irish in our team, old Michael O'Shaughnessy. Oh, those were the terrible days in the potato farming. Oh, boy. And the troubles. And the troubles that ravaged Belfast. I hope O'Shaughnessy is a great Oh, Michael great O'Shaughnessy, we need you to come and save us from ourselves. Oh You're so bad. bitch. A from Ohio State. I'm going to save you from this bit. Uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> needed someone to, Christ. Let him uh, sit in it. <laughs> uh, Michael O'Shaughnessy, uh, punter from Ohio State, has transferred uh, to Michigan State University. That makes the second special teamser from Ohio State. Uh, this year to transfer to Michigan State. So, and Ross uh, was just like, more souls. <laughs> yes, read them to yes, me. I want them. <laughs> I can't. I'm so sorry. Even after the events of this week, I can't not take a shot at Ross. Also, apparently, <laughs> that's what I've learned about myself. 
you have your grief has a limit and it's nope. it turns off at Rossells. It's it, right it's all, at that's fine. That's fine. Showing grace to Rossells. <laughs> good for you. Good for I've all learned, of us. I've learned something about myself. Frankly, good for us else. I mean, yeah. to be able to to have done nothing, even self. I mean, fuck the 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 alma mater was able to redeem itself in Michael Jones's eyes. What the fuck has Ross Els done? <laughs> I'm sure that someone will point this out on Twitter to me. So yeah, actually, I'll wait, I'll it wait for turns it. Out that Ross yeah. is the nicest guy on the planet. Yes, yes, like, yes. I'm sit it again. today individually yeah. to check in with them yeah. to make sure that they're okay. He's like yes. on campus right now, going door to door. Yes, literally he, he, at the he hospital. Was the one driving the buyer truck full of peanut butter. No, oh, for like, Christ's sake. He he went and got every corgi a backpack and brought them all <laughs> to campus. <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't like it. Yeah, we know that he wasn't doing any of those things. He was ruining the special teams players all afternoon. Mm, all right. Well done. Anyway. Well done. You. Well done. Um, you've got on here off Grand River gestures. Should we talk? Um, I just learned that uh western michigan hockey had a green out last night yeah um, they, 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 yeah it's been so nice like the go ahead jonesy you're gonna say this better than i am you've got a better cataloging of these so. yes yes but i i think what i'm struck by is the the gestures from from folks who it wasn't expected of right that. Okay. You know, I think we're going to, we're going to get into some Michigan related stuff, but you know, the fact of the matter was that it was the first game back. It was on national TV and they're in the state. Like it, what were they going to do? Nothing like, mm-hmm. of course they were going to do nothing. something. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I, and I, and so I, that's not, you know, I, I'm not trying to, be particularly poo-pooing, but what's what is right. more striking to me is Ohio State sending a plane over during the Spartan Sunday. Right. It is yeah. SEC yep. schools wearing green and white ribbons in their hairs at yes. Alabama and Georgia during hair during um, during a gymnastics meet. It is the moments of silence at all the other Big Ten schools who aren't playing Michigan State. Right. Um, it is yeah, Western Michigan. Can, like, can I make a comment about that? No, no, it is. And it happens on two channels. So the Ohio State channel is that's academic leadership, right? I mean, that's like or or athletic leadership, but it's the school's leadership or the boosters. It's someone in a power in a position of power and authority making the decision to green light the investment in an airplane's gas to like throw a banner up there. But the SEC students, that could be a leadership decision. But I think it's very much a student decision. And I highlight this because I think that – and I don't want to speak for these students, but it very much wouldn't surprise me to hear them say something like this could have been us. The the self-identification with what happened in East Lansing I think has to be a profound driver of the desire to be in solidarity. It is not just what – Treat someone how I want to be treated, but treat someone how they need to be treated right now because it could very well be us one day. I think that is such a normal part of our world that it is, at one hand, it is simultaneously sickening and incredibly uh, overpowering uh, with positive and great gratefulness of emotion to to see that. So I just wanted to call, I think it has two different tracks. They're both profound in different ways. Yeah, I mean, uh, related to that point, that's a really good call out, Plum. The um, uh, 
as much as we clowned on them the last time we recorded our, you know, a, a, a more regular podcast, the Orange Crush, I believe, is now donating their nonprofit efforts towards the Spartan Strong Fund. Yeah. Um, like, I, I just, I, I'm struck by the, you didn't, you didn't have to do that. No one made yeah. you do that. There wasn't, you weren't under a light sort of, and again, I'm not like it. That's one of the reasons that maybe it was really shitty. We played Michigan in that time because there's a degree to which there's a, I'm sure it feels like I'm projecting some skepticism and some cynicism that I, I just don't know that I'm having that conversation, but like they had to, they couldn't mm. not do something, mm-hmm. but it's, it, and so it, it may, you know, it, it may well have been. And in fact, I will say like CT reached out after the game was like, Hey man, that sucked. Like, and that was really nice of mm-hmm. acknowledge that like that couldn't have been fun for anybody to do. Um, yep. And, and so it's not to sort of put a blanket over, but it's, when we're talking about gestures, performative gestures, which mm. doesn't necessarily mean that they're empty gestures, mm-hmm. um, that like Michigan, unfortunately, was in a situation where they had to do something. They couldn't not do something. But what is striking mm. to me is is all of these other things that have happened nationwide. And and it's yep. it's just it, it is both heartbreaking, really, because I, Alex, you said it really well. You, you know, that is a big part of it. Um, yep. but it is, it is, uh, it is hopefully warming that there's a community dedicated towards change in the future. Um, yep. and that <clears throat> do it together. So anyway, I just, I wanted to call that out cause there've been a lot of them little, big, little, whatever. They've been very cool and appreciated. All right. What are no, some games? Very much so. So there's two games this week. Uh, one against Indiana at home forks down. Um, that's all out <laughs> specifically to our listener guest from the last episode. Forks mm-hmm. down. Forks down. Today, forks down tomorrow. Down. Forks down to the heat. De- heat <laughs> death death of the universe. Um, <laughs> so we've already played this team and we already know them. Um, yes, they, you know, they had a kind of big game against Purdue. They had kind of a big game against us. Uh, they're up to Ken Palm 20, uh, 25 on offense, 35 on defense. So they're rounded ish. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, they just had a big game, uh, against Illinois. They kind of pulled it out. I don't know if you guys saw that on Saturday, but they, uh, they managed it at the last minute, but they also just had a loss against Northwestern. Uh, who's on our real wall right now? Northwest over the wildcats. Mm. So this, you know, this team, Again, we've already kind of previewed them before. Trace Jackson Davis is having an all Big Ten type of season. Um, so keep an eye out for for him. Um, you know, Cop's playing really well. Uh, Trey Galloway is playing really well. So, like, they've got some dudes over there. Um, and they, they've got a pretty tight rotation. Uh, eh, no, no, they don't. It is a seven-man rotation at this point. So they're, they're kind of rounding into form, but, um, yeah, this is a, a game. It's not a must win game, but it is a really should win game. And I imagine that it will be plum. We've, we've been in some, in, in yeah. the Breslin once or twice, <clears throat> yep. but I imagine that this game, when it is played on, uh, on uh Tuesday will be 
perhaps one of the most emotionally charged games in Breslin Center history? It can't not be. Uh, after this loss at Michigan, there's no way that we can't bring this home. I mean, it's the first home game after the tragedy. We're on our own turf. It's our calling the shots. It's the way we want to remember. God only knows. I mean, I think we had uh, – I'm not going to – let's just – all we know is – any number of things can happen in terms of, uh, yeah, I, 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 sorry, struggling for words right now. I, um, this isn't given what happened against Indiana on the road. Mm-hmm. This is the opportunity to make both that right. And to make a, a statement, a, a statement. And so just beyond the virtue signaling of it all, um, a, a convincing win against Indiana at home is great for every reason if and and the, the most important of them though is it's great for my tournament confidence yeah. heading into the big dance yeah speaking of virtue signaling i mm. said earlier and you agreed that this could be one of the most emotionally charged games in present center history i did to virtue center uh, signal i went to the women's Cr- game this yes. weekend I need to yes. make sure i get credit for that thank you for doing um, that and it was very emotional at first but yep. after the first quarter was over it kind of felt like just kind of an, a game after that. So mm. if you are fortunate enough to be there uh, on Tuesday and it does look I, I took a little look at the secondary market and it's a sold out game, but you can okay. get tickets for a reasonable dollar value. Okay. Just keep that in the back of your mind. You know, support the team, make it a special game, bring this one home for the for the home team. Jonesy, anything on Indiana you want to add? Figure out what to do with TJD. I don't know. Uh, hmm. Yeah. But Indiana is maybe, uh, maybe it's fading. Maybe they're getting a little tired. I don't know. Hopefully. I mean, they did just barely eke out a home win against <clears throat> Illinois. So that would mm. be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Moving on to the Iowa Hawkeyes down to Ken Palm 32, which is right around where we're at. Uh, again, I think I said it last time. I'm going to continue to say glass cannon. Offense yeah. number three, defense number 149. It's a classic Fran team. And uh, they're coming off a couple of wins against ho-hum teams, your Minnesotas and your Ohio States. Your Minnesotas and your Ohio States. So they're not exactly like, you know, firing in all cylinders right now. Um, they have a what is turning out to be a rough home game or a rough uh, road game against Northwestern. Um, and then they, uh, they have us or no here. Do they win that game against Northwestern today? What happened with that? No, no, they lost. They got housed by Northwestern. So excellent. Um, but, uh, they have to go to Wisconsin and then they, they host us. So this is the hardest game that's on our schedule. Uh, probably not a surprise. It's the last remaining, uh, big 10 uh, away game that we have. No, that we we get Nebraska nope, away. Then we get Nebraska. Man, I'm doing a great job clicking in between my schedules. But uh but if we can get I mean it's I was gonna say we can get one of two of these, Indiana and Iowa. I feel really good. If we get both of them, I feel I feel great. That's two so, quad one wins if we if we get both of them. Correct. So um that so let's go not be bad. Uh, so go green, right? Uh, kind of coast through Nebraska away, Ohio State at home, mm-hmm. and then hopefully Minnesota at some point. That'd be great. <laughs> um, 
All right, let's do these Twitter questions. Uh, next week, I think we should put it on the agenda. We should bring in not a sponsor next week. We should work on that. Let's do it. Back. All right. Um, all right. <clears throat> First up, Eman Sinner. How are you guys doing? I'm not a super emotional guy, but I find myself tearing up still at the thought of last week, especially when I think about the international students. Guns isn't their culture. They didn't get to vote on gun laws. They only wanted to be Spartans, and we failed. I think uh, – sorry, I'm going to jump in. I knew you were going to start. I, fuck it. Guns aren't my culture, and I haven't gotten to fucking weigh in on gun voting. When have I gotten to vote about a single fucking thing related to guns? And I'm a citizen of this fucking country. But you're right. I mean, I have I feel terrible. They're complete. I mean, at least you're right. We grew up in a culture where we knew this was the deal. Um, but it's striking to see the Chinese embassy reminding all of the national Chinese nationals living here, like you are unsafe by virtue of the fact that you live in the United States. You are unsafe. Hello, fuck. So um, we have failed. This country has failed. Uh, but I just want to say, like, I've never gotten to vote on fucking guns. Not once in my life. And I'm 36. Fuck me. Yeah. Yeah, I know how I'd vote. Uh, I don't know if this, like, that make it worse. I'm just sharing this. I've, I have it on good authority that one of the, one of the parents from the international students is having difficulty getting into the States with the passport situation. And I can't imagine that. Like, I hope we can help them get that worked out and get them to, to spare as quickly as possible. But yeah, that's sick. Yeah, I don't understand. I can't even the, imagine that the governor ought to be able to call sleepy Joe. The president. Yeah. This yeah. Please. Like, this state. Is, Wake up, Joe. Where the governor and both senators are alums. Like, Come on, let's do something. Let's make whatever calls we need to get the parents here. Yep. Um, we talk about sending them over in a balloon, or is that too soon? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Next up, John Hubbard. Hope you all are finding time for self-care. Any books, movies, music shows, games to recommend to the audience? Wow. Interesting. Um, the Walking Dead, John Hubbard. <laughs> Oh no, that's not going to go well, is it? <laughs> it's all right. You've already established that you're wasting time that. watching that show. I know. To every weeks. listener, if this doesn't get cut, I have been watching <laughs> that show for some time, and I've been referencing it here. And to unanimity in opprobrium directed at me, so I do apologize. That was uncouth. That's but. all right. Everyone, are, like I said, already knows that you've been wasting your time with that all show. Right. All right. Uh, John, uh, I have been, uh, it's an older song now uh, in the grand scheme of things, but uh, I've been, uh, I recently discovered a song called 1957 by Milo Green that is fantastic. Uh, and Greg yeah. would hate it, but. Uh, yeah, Mike's like also discovered a song, it's older now in the scheme of things, called The MSU Shadows. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll show you that with our audience now that the three of us are on board. And right and rightly yeah um greg how about uh, you any any uh recommendations i uh i wish i had something for you um it seems like there's soylent. so many great check it out yeah yeah soylent it gives you all your nutrients for your body and maybe upsetting next up from verbose dutch uh where's your favorite place to take a walk 
Uh, too much silence there. It's got to be uh, a Belle Isle right now for me. Really love Belle Isle. Beautiful. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, it's not like a regular walk, but uh, I, I know I mentioned uh, Backpack the Grand Canyon. It was uh, life changing. So, I mean. Yeah. After you came back from there, I, I don't remember you characterizing it as your favorite place, though. But I mean, it's one of those things that the, the further you get away from it, the less that's exactly uh, the terror how it sits with you and you remember yeah. the beauty of it and mm. not the fear. Uh, and not the nearly falling to your death a couple times. That's good. Yeah, that's great. And the wind knocked you over. Uh, Yikes. There was exposure on both sides. That was a good time. Um, not good. Yeah. To answer uh, this question, it's going to sound like pandering, uh, but mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier. But do it anyway. Our, our circuit on campus. Um, it's part of the reason why we live, where we live. Start with your address. Tell people that, and then, and then <laughs> what, the, what the circuit is. We'll we'll just send out a map afterwards. It'll be like start at Grooch's house here, X spot. All right, go down this street. Um, next up from Spartan eighteen seven seventy. Any word on if they will have a scrimmage for the spring game, Jonesy? You want to put in a word? Uh, I haven't heard yet, but. I, I will just say Spartan 18770. Um, as, as I'm sure you're aware, supposedly the reason we've not had a scrimmage in years past is because of injuries that have devastated entire position groups. Um, here's to hoping that that's not a problem any longer, because if it is, I have questions. There it is. Uh, but that didn't stop them from having a spring game. They still had it. It was just a worthless to watch scrimmage. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah. Let's uh, let's hope that they're able to scrimmage a little bit more. And let's hope that everyone's able to make it on campus for the spring game. It'd be good to see everyone. Um, I might come back. That'd be great. Whoa. That'd be great. Yeah, we'll we can have a can't read, can't write tailgate for this. Oh, game. my God. Okay. You all heard it here can first. We, can we? Can we talk to people that we we know about the idea that they'll lift the alcohol situation for that? that yes, 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 yes. We will do that. I will do that. I'm friends with Sam Stanley, and though he's not the president anymore, he's still <laughs> put in a word. <laughs> put in a word with you old know, Sam. We know where Luana lives too. We could always be like Luana. Shit, please. that's upsetting. That's worse. Next up from Spartan eighteen seven seventy, Michael Jones. Why was Tiger Woods carrying a tampon? I don't know. Uh, and I, I'll is this real? Just oh yeah, you didn't hear about this? No, I, I did not. not. I, oh, this is not a it, wider world of sports week for me. Yeah, yeah. Fair. Well, uh, so Tiger Woods out uh, out drove uh, uh, JT. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Out drew his uh, his uh, golfing partner and slipped him a tampon afterwards uh because he hit the ball farther um and so oh um, no the i've i've certainly seen uh from more than uh more than one woman that she they don't care but i've seen from more than one woman that they do care and that's all that matters yeah (laughs) i also think it's stupid but that's all that matters. So, yep. you know, if you're in the camp of I don't care. Cool. Stay there. But what does is that it is perpetuating a bad stereotype. And so uh, Tiger's apologized. Uh, I, 
he could have done a better apology. We've certainly seen worse. Um, but you know, it, it's a, it was, it's a bad joke in the sense that it is, it is, it is. I, I that's what it I'm is, most it, offended by. It, well, yeah. It's it. Oh, I was going to say it's bad as in it is perpetuating a bad thing, but you're right. It is also lazy. Yeah, it's stupid. And you know what he should do and what we should all do is we should find an opportunity to invest in a charity or to donate to a charity that is working on uh, providing uh, women's um, women's health or women's uh, menstrual care kits around the world. This is actually yeah. this is actually one of the leading reasons why young girls particularly aren't able to access secondary education because when they're um, their menses begin, they're often unable to continue their schooling because they don't have access to um, the self-care uh, materials that they need to be able to continue that. So there are a lot of charities around the world that invest in providing women and young girls with access to pads, tampons, and other um, uh, supplies that they need to be able to go to school and uh, take care of themselves in a holistic way. And that's something that I think we should all be on par for. And that's why Tiger Woods should fuck off because stupid dumb dumb. A girl well, could use that fucking is, thing yeah. and go to school. It, it, it was also premeditated. That's what's also right. that's what, like after Plum's whole thing. I was like, now let me tell you about the comedy aspect of this. It's a just a tired joke that broadcasts to everyone. I premeditated this. Yes. I went and got myself a prop. I waited for the right time. I had plenty of time to realize that it was a pretty, a pretty awful joke, but. Me as a six-year-old man, or however old Tiger Woods is now, it's probably like forty-five. I, mean, I don't. Even I know. know. Yeah, literally. Yeah, he's oh. like our age. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, like you went with the carrot top approach to comedy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna rehearse a joke, don't have it be a prop. Just be a, have a rehearsed joke that can look like it's off the cuff and funny. But when you do a prop like this, everyone knows that you came up with this like two weeks ago and you were just. And you thought it was hilarious. You thought it was hilarious. Oh, he just sat on it. He thought he was so clever. Um, Anyway, so but I don't know. It it was stupid. Um, And and finally, if you're starting 18. Oh. No, no. Sorry. Go, go. Finally, yeah. from starting 18770, does anyone care about the new Marvel movies? No. Next up, Mike Jones. <laughs> what level of trash is Chris Ballas? 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 Oh. I don't know how you say it. Yeah, I'm, you're fortunate. Does it matter? No, does it matter? Why this question is up. Jonesy, oh, no, I know why it's up. I just don't know how to say his idiot name. Jonesy, do you want to yeah, explain no. to our listenership that's fortunate enough to not understand this joke? what it means or this question what it means uh not really i don't want to but uh i will uh so uh chris is the leader or a staff member for wolverine.com which is the on three um site for the university of michigan um as uh, as you might expect it it blurs the line between fan and journalist Um, and Chris on the message board, supposedly, uh, I haven't seen any proof of this, but supposedly was responding to a thread about sort of vitriol within the rivalry, generally speaking, and said something to the effect of when your leaders spew hatred, you reap what you sow, Mm -hmm. um, taken out of context, which because of the way threading works on a message board, it is 
easy to take something out of context, but it right. did look like uh, he was discussing the mass shooting that took place at Michigan State University and that because our leaders, quote unquote, spew hatred, um, that we reaped what we sow, or repped what we sow, reaped, sure. reaped, reaped, who cares? Um, uh, anyway, <laughs> the uh, anyway, so it's all dumb. Um, and uh, the I let's let's take Chris at at the face of what he says. Let's let's take him at, at what he's saying is true. Um, first, Chris, I'm going to push back on the notion that our leaders spew hatred and 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 that's cool. Um, second, like, man, I I don't know why you need to be posting that this week. I just yep. like, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't particularly like your school either, but like, I just don't know. Like it's not important. So yep. just, and he could have said up. something like, that's not what I meant. I apologize. I'm going to take a step back. Yep. But my understanding is that yeah. he chose to double down instead. No, in fact, what he said is this, this proves my point. And I think that for me is the just the most self, the biggest self own aspect of the whole thing. Uh, well, he got but this is to be the victim. Well, that's it, and he took it, and he just jumped right into it. Just, I, uh, I don't know what I mean. If, um, if this event has taught us anything about Michigan fans, it is that this podcast, myself included, have painted with a broad brush too often. And I think that we can own and acknowledge that while also saying that sometimes the brush was just broad enough. And sometimes it was was actually the right width. And, you know, there are always going to be assholes. By the way, we have ours. We know who they are. We're the ones constantly taking them down. This is the opportunity for other Michigan folks to call Chris Ballas out and say, you stupid, dumb fucking idiot. Just shut the fuck up. All that's needed right now is to shut the fuck up. And if you did nothing but just shut the fuck up, in fact, it would be enough. You could do more than just shut the fuck up. But if you only shut the fuck up, fuck, it would be good enough. So he can't do that. And that's because he's a fuck up. So cool. But until they do that, you know, I guess we're going to have this opinion and answer this question. On a related uh, note, leave it to Sparty. Welcome, leave it to Sparty. I think uh, maybe. Uh, no, uh, I think just changed uh, handle. I think ah, been welcome back. I think Sparty uh, asks, "Is it just me, or could U of M still not be completely classy on Saturday?" Um, it's related subject again. Broad brush. You're gonna have some assholes. Um, I. I assume this is related to the sign that became a bit of a uh, controversy. Um, I thought it was, I actually, I'm going to read positive intent here. I thought that the sign was well, for me, I I took it well. It was well taken by me. I thought it was, uh, I I know exactly what the counter take is. I still felt like it was a gracious sign. I know that the kid that had it up there was the leader of their maze out, maze student section. Who cares? I'm not going to say that out loud. And <laughs> I, I felt like, you know, he had some really shitty things to say around like every member of our football team needed to go to jail basically for the tunnel incident. Uh, maybe you expect that from uh, the kind of person that is the student section leader. Of, themselves the leader. Yeah, of exactly. So maybe one expects that. 
but anyway, I, I took the sign well. So I, I happened to know someone that was at the game and I was informed that there were plenty of fans there that weren't completely classy on Saturday, but there were also plenty of fans that were. And yeah. again, you know, we uh, paint, occasionally we paint with too broad a brush. Occasionally it's just the right width, as you said, Plum. But I just I don't personally have the I, I can't find myself to to have the energy just for not this important. right now. I Fine. think. I I like I just I I don't blame our Twitter questioners for having this. Sure. I just me personally I I can't right now. I just don't care. But um I Well, will let's 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 point. let's take the second question and are you ready to leave it to Sparty? I'm going to read it as leave it to Sparty and really live into that moment. There seems to be a consistent undertone on social media from from them referencing Michigan that we shouldn't say anything about Mazzy Smith. For some reason, it's not pronounced Matsy, which would rhyme with Mazzy. Oh, Mazzy, not Matsy, like Nazi. Okay, anyway, Mazzy Smith now because we had our own gun issue on campus and it's horrifying. I haven't, have you heard that? Have you seen that? So I've, I've certainly seen from Spartans to other Spartans that trying to make any comparison between the shooter, the murderer, and Mozzie Smith is inappropriate. 100%. Correct. That is correct. I I don't disagree that it's not a particularly useful, like, it's not a useful point of conversation. The Venn diagram does have overlap, though, in that there were weapons issues. Um, Fine. And so I, I think the I don't I don't know that it's uh, there are plenty of other data points that you could make that aren't a U of M student athlete yeah. about guns to make a perfectly fine point. I know for me anyway, that when we talked about Mozzie Smith at the time, I said, I'm not particularly interested in the kid having criminal charges. I am particularly interested in him not being allowed to own a gun for a very long time. Right. But I also hate guns, and I don't think sure. any human being who's a rational human being and cares about other human beings should want to own a thing that destroys other human beings. So that's just me. But like, I, so that I I think it is fair to say though he's not useful. He is is a touch point that like I don't I just don't need to play ping pong with them over like the fucking rivalry. Yeah. Like I I just. I just don't like them and I don't need, it's not a, like, it's not a rivalry anymore. I just, I just don't care. Like, and, and so. Yeah. I, I think multiple things can be true here. People, I, and I'm with you on, I co-sign hundred percent. Guns are unnecessary. We don't need guns. Guns should not exist. I don't think we should have them in the country. I don't think people should have access to them easily. And I'm excited for what the Michigan legislature is going to do uh, with the uh, Senate and the house and the governor and hopefully creating some level of restriction for how, uh, ubiquitous that survives the the scrutiny of unelected officials. Well, at any rate, I'm I'm excited <laughs> and hopeful for it. So, until then, though, I will say I think we can walk and chew gum. A lot of people do carry handguns for personal protection, particularly in the city of Detroit where I live. And I, though I don't do that, I understand and have heard from many individuals who do the reasons why they do and can understand that their contexts are different than mine and also hold the space to know that they are not going to go to a school and commit an atrocity like this. These 
there were warning signs or other things that could have been handled differently that we haven't seen with with Mozzie Smith. I will say, because of this, does that mean that Mozzie Smith and people like Mozzie Smith should no longer have access to a, a gun? I do. In fact, I do believe that now because it was unregistered and it was in his car and it was not properly secured and there wasn't an appropriate lawful process around that, he should be disallowed from legally being able to even legally access a firearm in the future 100%. You had an opportunity. You could have done it right. You didn't do it right. And that's that's the first sign. Trust people. They will tell you who they are. This was one thing that he told us about himself. Let's hope that we misinterpreted it or that he was wrong. He's actually a different person, but you fucked up and now that's off the table because of your point, Michael, that it is a tool. It is an instrument of death. Guns are instruments of death. That's all they are. And you could say it's a death because you're preserving or protecting yourself or your family, or it's an instrument of death so you can kill an animal that you're going to consume. But guns are instruments of of death. And that is why we have to do everything we can to protect ourselves from them. And to limit their availability. Yeah. Anyway, but I genuinely hope for great things for Mozzie. I, I like, sure. I, yeah. I, I, I don't start with guns. I, I just, <laughs> yeah. Like I just, I don't, I, I just, I want to be clear. I don't want to talk about Mozzie as like some touch point to what happened in Michigan state. Cause they don't, like it just doesn't fucking matter. Doesn't matter. And and and, yep. and and that's what's so if like if we take the moment to reset and rethink about what happened. I, I don't I don't know. In some ways it's even more heartbreaking that the dude had no connection to the university. Yep. It was just right. so senseless. Yeah. Yep. Truly so truly sense. I mean, I think I've personally myself said senseless act of violence before, but I never really thought about truly what it means and how applicable it is to this situation in particular. Like trying to connect dots and stuff like that. I just, you know, there, there are no, it cruel things happen. Yeah. And, and trying to make sense of it or, or tie it back. Like, I mean, there are, there are things we can do and we've discussed them and, you know, but I just, yeah, as it relates to personalities on football teams, I just don't want to connect that dot. I don't care. Your statement, Jonesy, of cruel things happening and the senselessness of it actually moves to our next question from R. Sawyer, uh, who cautions heavy. I broke down when I saw the Flowers of Sparty and hearing U of M's choir sing Shadows at their concert Saturday. What's really gotten to you this week? For me, the answer, kind of to build off of what you were saying, Jonesy, is I have moments where I think about the other, you know, of course, the families of, of those that were murdered, but the five Spartans that are still at the hospital yep. and how I will not today, not tomorrow, but in five years, 10 years, I, I won't be thinking about this every day, but three of them are still in critical condition. We know that one of them is paralyzed at least that they probably will deal with this every day for the rest of their lives. And the moments where I'm reminded of that, I think of that, Mm. are the ones that have like those are the moments where i get misty and i yeah it i start to break up a little bit yeah what about you guys i will tell you that um i don't know why when i heard the um I mean, I've always loved the alma mater. I've always loved the alma mater. I think partly because I've always loved, I loved, I mean, I remember when we were in students, you sang it after the game and you stuck around, I stuck around so I could sing it after the right. games. 
um, the collegiality, the holding of the arms around the shoulders. When I heard it played by Duke, I was in my office and I just started crying. <laughs> that was hard to hear it on the Caroline. Um, so many miles away and to just think about the connection I think we have with um, one another, one another around the, what it means to be a Spartan around the world and how there's something unique about the go green, go white, um, that the tragedies like this draw us together and provide opportunities. I mean, I don't, I, it's not worth it. It's not worth it being remembered of this. One shouldn't have to go through this kind of tragedy to feel that way. And I think that's the other part of like the gratitude that I feel comes at this cost um, that I don't want to pay that I'd rather just not feel the gratitude. Like I'd rather just, this didn't happen. And yeah. I was continuing to live all of those emotions. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think today's the first day I mean, we got a little ways to go, but I haven't cried today. So that's been good. Um, <laughs> it's progress, I guess. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm with you, Greg, uh, about the kids, you know, I, as I said, last time we recorded, I, I have a cousin who is, um, a UPS warehouse got shot up by somebody in, um, in San Francisco. Um, he was, he was there and, you know, the trauma of that, he has not been able to return to enclosed spaces, really. Um, it's, it's difficult for him. Uh, and I, so I, I think certainly about the, the kids who are in the hospital, I think about the kids who weren't hurt, but were just in Berkey, the mm-hmm. union, um, around those places. I, I, I just, uh, anyway, uh, I, I, it's, it's that my, I, I, I get sad when I think about the, the loss of safety that, mm-hmm. that those kids feel, um, because it, yeah. it like you, <laughs> The, the the dig on kids, right, is that they think they're immortal. Like, they do dumb things because they think they're immortal. Kids die from drinking too much because they think they're immortal. Kids die in car accidents because they think they're immortal. Like, and, and, and all of that is heartbreaking, but you, that's what you, you love about kids is that they think yeah. they're fucking immortal. And, yep. and for that to be, that just, it, it kills me figuratively, obviously. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Light. Well, the good news is, Next up from yeah, <laughs> we got a we got a light question as well. We got the heavy one. Now we get a light one. If you aren't an account owner, how are you going to torrent your media when Netflix blocks password sharing? Oh, this That's is uh, such a good question. Should we explain torrenting to Gen Z listeners? Oh, <laughs> the, the Zoomers don't know what what peer to peer downloading is. Um, yeah. Well, I was a young man. But uh, we we <laughs> have Canadian family. Oh man, Limewar. <laughs> yeah, Aries. Uh, we have Canadian family. I gotta check in with them to see how this is going. Uh, to see like, oh, is it already started in Canada? It has. Yeah, it's rolled out in Canada as one of their test markets. <laughs> so that sucks for Canada. <laughs> I think the answer for me is he just can't. Those so that stuff's not available to me anymore and. So what does it mean though? You can't be logged into a place or you can only use your password on one device. It's I think the way that they've got it set up is that whatever device you're going to use to stream Netflix has to check in on your home Wi-Fi router that they're going to use something to identify. Um, and once a month. Me, they can tell. 
Uh, Wait, so I have a question. So then how do you use it on your phone? Like if it's your Netflix oh, account. just needs to stream Netflix on your home. But what if you're traveling for work? What if you're at a hotel? What if you're at the gym? Well, then Netflix isn't for you. Unless for over, for over a month. Home. For over a month? Yeah. It's, like that's the thing. That you got to you got to enable. Imagine a scenario for a percentage of the population that uses Netflix and is not on their home Wi-Fi network once a month. That's everybody. You you are not on your home Wi-Fi network once a month. Oh, that's all it is. So as long as I'm on my home Wi-Fi network once a month, then I can still use it anywhere I want on that device. Yes. Yeah. Yes. My question would be like, what if you don't stream Netflix on your phone and you forget about it and then you go to go stream it and it's like, no, we haven't heard from you on your home Wi-Fi. I'm sure that they'll would, figure this out. That sucks. Either way, uh, I, I've got a buddy with a Plex server and I just watch anything on that that I want to. So that's the answer. So all of our devices have to log in once a month to our, that's what you're saying. Okay. Reach out to Jonesy. He'll hook you up with a Plex server. I'm that's really nice. stupid. I'm not getting it. So that's okay. I get Next it. up from Amopoly. We'll did any of you later. take, did any of you take any of the sage advice given by last week's pod special guest or, and use or practice it? If so, what element of advice and how did it help? I mean, it's been just like a couple days, Momopoly. Like, chill out. You know, take it down. People get there well, on as their own As we pace. established, I live with last week's uh, special uh, guest, and she uses it on me every day. Mm. So I live at Momopoly, whether She's a I pusher. want to or not. I, I, I will just say that. you a better person. Mm, I don't think I would say that about him. No, nope, I don't think I, I would think agree with that characterization. <laughs> no, that's Has she sure talked to you about right. Soylent yet? How's she feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. What I would say is what I appreciated about what uh, Sam Zell said last week was that every experience is going to manifest itself differently. Cause I was really not like showing a lot of emotion initially. I had a lot of anger but I wasn't showing other kinds of emotions. And so to have her on and kind of help walk us through this idea that like everyone's going to process this in their own time, that there aren't standard signals or emotions that are the correct ones to feel at any one time. That was sort of gave me permission to continue to grieve in the ways that were authentic to my experience. Yeah. Uh, next up from a mop leaf. Uh, you really want to get into a routine now of health and wellness and incorporate exercise into your weekly schedule. Will it be walking, jogging, swimming, or pushing yourself away from the table before a second helping? Okay. Is is the pushing away from the table part of the exercise? I'm confused. That that, that really builds the biceps. It does. It can. Chest. Yep. It's, it's, it's been a pectoral like a, tricep situation. And then yeah. it, you know you can't do that many more reps, so you got to start getting to the upending of the table. You know, mm. as you get stronger. Or repositioning in the chair is sort of a dip yeah. motion, you know? Oh, yeah, that's good, too. That's good, too. Yeah. Uh, I'll incorporate that, Mamopoly. That'll be my plan. Um, and honestly, Suzanne, I think... Suzanne. Suzanne. <laughs> this is... Wow. This is wow. me. You've had some doozies. This one. <laughs> <laughs> giving everyone grace this week, Michael Jones. 
Uh, Hold it in. Bottle it up, my man. All right. <laughs> Finally, from Amopoly, presently at Chrysler Arena and asked an usher if he was present at last night's game. And uh, if so, was it cool? He said it was very cool. What aspect of the emotion camaraderie between schools and teams would you consider holding on to? I think I think we covered this already. The, I think so. Jonesy's appreciation of 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 all of that that I, I definitely share. Um, I just, I love, I do, I have close family and friends who went and celebrate and are alumni and are fans still of the University of Michigan. And I appreciate the opportunity to have a camaraderie with them. I like it infinitely better when they hold themselves accountable. And uh, that's all I want really in, in this. That's all I want. Very good. And finally, from Jer Bear. Many are saying that Alex Plum is really, really, really incredibly good looking. Your thoughts? You should see him in a kimono, Jerry. <laughs> Sometimes it uh, it sort of glances down the chest a little bit, so you know, he loses track of the just drifts open the cinch, uh, and uh, you should all be so fortunate, guys. Stop um, blushing. Jerry also asks, "What is a personal win each of you had this weekend?" Oh. <laughs> uh, I went to well, a wine tasting yesterday. Okay. And we we had uh it was it was very nice. We had a bunch of different wines of various price points, and it was a blind taste testing. So we got to write down everything and then we got to decide what our favorites were. And you guys aren't gonna believe it, but some of my favorites were the cheapest ones. So that's ah. a win, baby. <laughs> This, this, hey, it was blind. It was blind. That's the point. It comes in a box. Uh, (laughs) More like in a little box, little juice box. Um, I I leak in my shower that I resealed, and I think uh, I went on a date with my wife for the first time in maybe a year. Okay, that was very fun. Parenting is great. Are these yeah. related events? Um, no, I was just uh, thinking, like, I was like, and I didn't really have any wins this weekend. I was like, well, these are two things that happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> Not good. I changed my grills. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. What a Shonda. Um, and finally from Jer Bear, how wrong, how wrong were all, uh, how, wrong how wrong were, were we, we all? all on Carson Cooper? And does the staff get a victory lap on that even this early? Because he made a layup. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I mean, I know, I know that he, you know, he contributed. He had his nine minutes uh, in the game. Um but only, you know, Plum, only two for three on three on free throws, right? So shameful. Send him to the to the gulag, basically. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wait yeah. a second. Yeah. I just realized that Doug McDaniel spells his name D-U-G. Yeah, like a dog. I thought that was <laughs> an affectionate nickname from the fan base. Nope. Listen, we are giving grace this week, Michael. This, this is, is the, the week. week. Yep. You gotta, you gotta keep it in. Yep. All right. Uh, but yes, he smells it like a dog. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. Anything else, guys? That is it for Twitter questions. How, 
You know, we did fine. All right. Well done. Uh, it, was fine. it was not one of our wins, though, Jared Bear. Apparently. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Evidently. All right. Uh, we will um, uh, record again after the Indiana game. So I'll see you guys Tuesday night. We're going to make this a more regular thing. Yikes. <laughs> Thursday, uh, Sunday, Tuesday. <laughs> no one wants that. No one. <laughs> in fact, I think people are asking us not to do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it's good to see you both again. Uh, and, uh, of course, everyone, thank you for, for listening. Thanks for seeing the Twitter questions. Thanks for the reach outs uh, and all the kindness. And we look forward to talking to you all again next week. Uh, until then, go green. Go white. White. Damn it. Okay. Did we do? That was no. pretty close, I think. Oh, no, not on my side. <laughs> <laughs>